Bonjour, hi, I'm Pascal Auclair. I hope this talk supports you in your practice. J'espère que cet enseignement vous sera aidant. If you'd like to support my teaching, you can use the donate button underneath my picture on Dharma Seed. Vous pouvez me soutenir en cliquant sur le bouton sous ma photo. Your support is greatly appreciated. Merci. I'll talk um, a little bit about practice again uh, this morning before we uh, sit uh, in meditation together. So day two, second full day of this uh, of this retreat. I don't know how you feel about this. The mind has all kinds of ways to hold what's happening. You know, can pro- project. You know, like oh, a whole day of investigation and exploration. Wow. <laughs> or it can also dread. You know, create a, a day that will never end. So. Uh, in the practice, we learn to hold maybe our um, kind of belief, vision, perception, projections uh, lightly. That's, uh, that's the pres- process of liberation, huh? to uh, have an idea across the mind and hold it as just uh, exactly what it is, you know, an idea. Um, uh, and maybe acknowledging that we actually don't know. We have no idea what's coming. I mean, there's a schedule. It seems to promise something, <laughs> you know, but so unknown the future. So being aware of this, that the only thing we can really know is what's happening here now. The only thing we can really care about is what's happening uh, now. I remember on uh, another uh, retreat um, not so long ago where I was um, also uh, co-teaching with um, Charles Genou, who is a teacher from uh, Switzerland. Uh, and um, I was sitting on the side and he was giving teachings a little bit like this. And I was very trying to be concentrated, but something had happened that had disturbed, m- disturbed me in the morning. And uh, he was talking, and I w- really wanted to hear him because his, his dharma is uh, excellent. So I, I wanted to catch everything, but I was obsessed, uh, upset with something that had happened in the morning. So I was sitting there, and I kept trying to hear what he was saying, but, you know, my psyche, heart, everything was like, yeah, but I can't believe this happened this morning, and I said that, and they said that, and why did I say that, and why did they say that, you know? And then, I w- and then I would hear a couple of words, and then my mind was like, ah, my God, this afternoon, what am I going to say this afternoon? <laughs> and I kept going from past to future, and I couldn't actually connect with the present. And uh, in one of the gaps where I was not upset, you know, where I could actually hear, he just said this uh, one sentence. He said, uh, I think it was a kind of a rhetorical um, suggestion. He said, let's imagine there is no future and no past. What is left? 
And then suddenly I kind of wake up, woke up. I discovered that there was somebody sitting on a cushion here, myself, miserable. I had not noticed this. I was entranced by thoughts of past and future. This happened, this, will this happen in the future? This happened in the past, will this happen in the future? And suddenly said, imagine it, it doesn't exist, which actually is true. It doesn't exist now, the past or the future. And I kind of woke, woke up, I discovered there was somebody here that was disturbed. And it was really remarkable to me that, that I, it appeared that being here now, not totally fascinated with the imagery in my mind of past and future, I could discover that there was somebody here not feeling so well, and I could actually take care of them here. There was some uh, agency, if I can say it like this. There's something I could do here, bring compassion. But before, there's nothing I could do. I was just upset, in a way, unknowingly. And, uh, and suddenly I was here, I was like, oh, this being is not well. So, you know, I imagine if I'm sitting uh, here on the retreat and I'm thinking, oh, the, the rest of the day, the rest of the day, and focusing on the rest of the day, unconscious that there's somebody here now who's troubled. You know, so that's the kind of waking up. So if you see your mind projecting about the rest of your life, that's what we do in the meditation, in the meditative uh, presence is we lose the fascination for the story told and we turn as if we turn the camera you know from the story told to the being telling the story this being is disturbed is upset is uh, obsessed is uh, worried is uh, uh, you know caught in the room in room, room Rumination in French, you know, rehashing past stories, and so we, so so the attention is on the present moment, huh? what's happening here now, uh, and so you might notice this here today as you're sitting or walking, your mind is going somewhere, and what we do is we wake up. Oh, the person here is troubled, you know and attending to this, or discovering that the person here is actually well, and appreciating this, uh, being impressed, in a way, touched by the non-reactivity in the mind, the benevolence in the mind, the space in the heart, mind. So there's a kind of practice that is like this, huh? where we will focus on just one thing of the whole range of experience, we'll ch focus just on the breath, maybe. Yeah. Uh, attention to the breath at the belly, at the nostril. So the uh, it's like pointed, one-point awareness like this. So that's one kind of practice. Uh, you know, it could be a mantra, the flame of a candle, it could be... Uh, uh, in a way, when we do a sweeping meditation, it's a little bit like this. We point the attention somewhere, we keep it there for a while, and then we move somewhere else where like this. The practice that we're doing here, and the type of concentration that we're developing, is a little bit different. It's more like this. Uh, the point 
and you can see the uh, the point here that I'm uh, making. So the attention is not directed only to the breath. It's a wide open attention to experiences happening now. So the point of uh, the communality of the experience is present time. And then the field is wide open. So it means it can be an experience of the body, awareness of the body sitting. It can be an awareness of uh, uh, the senses, the experience of heat, of cold, of silence, of hearing. So all this is open. And it can be, as was mentioned uh, a number of times now, awareness of moods, emotions, states of mind. So as I sit here, one moment I can feel the coolness in the, in the skin or the coldness of the fingers. And the next, maybe the breath. And maybe in the next moment I'll discover that the mind is agitated or quiet. And so what all these have in common is that they're in present time called this momentary uh, concentration, kanika samadhi. And so uh, that's what we're mainly practicing here. We open the field of what's uh, happening, and we let what arises be known. What we're uh, practicing, one of the qualities we're developing, is called in Pali, Dhamma Vichaya, investigation of phenomena. So we're available to present, presently arisen in, uh, phenomena. So things that are happening in the field of the human experience now. And so that's what we're interested in. Um, and so there's a particularity to that, um, to that um, quality that uh, I really, really enjoy. And it might be uh, good to hold, understand what we're doing in this way. So, Dhamma Vichaya. So things suddenly, it's as if we had the habitually lens that we look at life through. In terms of moi, mine, not mine, or preferences, what I prefer, what I would like. This is how we meet life a lot of the time. I don't know if you can recognize this. You know, what's happening to me, uh, what I, you know, and what do I prefer, what would I like, what do I prefer, you know, what's happening to me. When we enter that field of investigation, we remove the glasses of I, mine, me, my preferences, and we put on the glasses of universal phenomena. So as we're sitting here today and walking and eating, like kind of the wise view, wise view, wise way to understand what we're doing is that, yeah, maybe it's about us individually, but it's also a study of human nature. And that's the amazing, I, I so like this, so I'm sitting here, and what is happening is not describing Pascal. It's describing the human mind and the human heart. Oh, agitation is a, you know, of the public domain. Agitation sometimes is there. No, not there, never there. 
<laughs> but maybe there. <laughs> and sometimes, oops, it arises here, you know. And uh, calm is also a universal phenomena. It happens in the, the universe, calm happens. You know. And so as we're sitting here, you know, pain, ease, uh, struggle, reactivity, forgiveness, benevolence, hearing, uh, breathing, all of these are uh, experiences of humanity, of, uh, of uh, humo- u- human nature. So it's really good to go uh, in the practice in this way if it talks to you. So it might be good to remember this at some point. Oh, I'm so discouraged about my practice. Oh, discouragement. That is a human experience. How amazing is that? I find this uh, liberating in some way. It's not all about Pascal, you know. Otherwise it's kind of uh, obsessing, upsetting, you know, like everything turns around one unity of measure, Pascal, you know. And for you, you, you know. (laughs) And so freedom, liberation, is partly this. Oh, I can let go of that frame of understanding, of reference. It's not referencing to I. It's a, it's a discovery of human nature. Longing, contentment, confusion, human experiences. And so as we sit here, we're studying presently arisen phenomena in a, non, uh, in a non-personal way. So maybe this, maybe that's gonna nourish a little bit our practice here. Uh, so let find your posture. If you need to take a moment to um, to stretch, please do so. Just when you thought you were stuck with yourself for the rest of your life, you're discovering that no, <laughs> you can let go of. The obsession about self is a human being sitting there. For me, I've uh, felt this as a uh, actually a welcoming back uh, uh, to humanity. You know, I don't know if you have that uh, in your psyche, but many uh, human beings do. They feel like they're the exception. You know, the failure the story of humanity, you know, that they don't fit in, kind of original sin, depending on the religion you were born in, you know. Um, and as LGBTQ folks, uh, you know, that's often something we feel, that we're kind of a mistake, we're a part, we don't fit in. So with that view of uh, discovering human nature, we find ourselves in the heart, at the very the, really in the in the heart of the human experience, so it can break that uh, impression sense that we don't belong or we're apart. Anything that you'll experience on the cushion or in the practice today will absolutely be a human experience. It's impossible that it's not. 
so compassion can arise from that. That's our link to humanity. So uh, there is a body sitting here. We become aware of this. As maybe many of you know, often the languaging that we use is to help um, remove this uh, this uh, kind of uh, identification, fusion, making things personal. So here we can recognize that there is a body sitting here. There is a there are sensations of hardness, for example. Hardness is the earth element. The earth element doesn't belong to anyone. Hardness. Exists in the universe. So does lightness. might be experienced now here in some ways. Coldness, warmth also exist in the universe. And they might be experienced here now. Fluidity, rigidity happen in many ways in the universe. We don't have to appropriate this or equate this to self. Notice also that uh, breathing alive now happens by itself. Tingling happens by itself. Even knowing, you might discover if your mind becomes more calm and attentive. It might, might become apparent that, that knowing happens by itself. Hearing happens spontaneously. In practice, often we'll say, hearing is happening. Breathing is happening.
calm is being known, our agitation is being known. Dropping the eye, playing with that a little bit. Noticing the presence or absence of benevolence in the mind, another natural factor, phenomena. Sometimes the attention is uh, scattered, sometimes it's uh, gathered. Established. So notice the quality of the attention here. Another factor of mind that comes and goes. possible to uh, anchor the attention in the breath, have it as a home base, or it could be also hearing as a home base, so something to return to. To settle in. Sometimes another phenomena comes to the foreground of our attention. And we allow that to be known. Until it vanishes or amplifies, until attention is taken by something else, another presently arisen phenomena.
so there's a discovery of human nature. You don't have to explain things. Just notice. Here and there you might uh, notice the habit of making things personal about a certain me, moi. might discover that even even thoughts arise by themselves. Images or comments lend there. Thoughts might not be that personal, maybe more habitual.
Sounds happen spontaneously. They're not, they don't belong to any I, me. Maybe it's similar with the hearing itself. It happens because the conditions are, are right for hearing to happen. ache also might not be so absolutely mine or personal ache happens an ephemeral arising Same thing with an in-breath, it happens as ephemeral. Might be possible to release some of the ownership here. Let nature happen.
Sometimes the mind gets uh, reactive. A human experience, reactivity. We can become aware of it. Sometimes the mind becomes particularly quiet, bright or spacious, or loving. can also become aware of this.
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.